0: Hello friends, I'd like you to check out what we're doing on Patreon. There's three levels of support and there'll be a link below that you can access. Level one, you can access free digital versions of every new album that I've produced and recorded. You can get songs that are considered too Christian for Christian radio. Imagine that, songs that would get us banned for speaking the truth. Level two is going to access part uh, two of spiritual encounters and all the additional content we're putting on there And level three you get both access to the albums the digital albums as well as spiritual encounters and all the extra content we're putting out at a discounted price and uh, you know think about it radio is is free you can listen to it all day long but it actually does cost our ministry and our church a lot to keep this thing going which we've been doing for years because of your generous support and we we're very Grateful for all those that have helped us get the gospel out get the truth out get the things that the church should be talking about that we are able to access and talk about here, so um, I just thank you again Um, see you on patreon. Welcome to another edition of Spiritual Encounters. I am your Lion-Hearted host, Pastor Casper, and I'm so glad to welcome back our good friend Nathan Jones, author and extraordinary host of Lion and Lamb Ministries, and was just so grateful to see you back again. It's been too long. Oh, brother, it's great to be back on. Uh, I've missed
1: you guys, and uh, you guys are doing some amazing work, sharing the gospel around the world and uh, being watchmen on the wall in this uh, deceptive age. So. I commend you all. We here at Lamb and Lion Ministries just think you guys are doing a fantastic job, and
0: we praise the Lord for you. We appreciate all the prayers. And you've got a new book out that I have got a copy of, actually, before you've got your copy. I
1: I (laughs) That blows my mind. I I didn't even know the book was out yet, and you're showing me a copy of it.
0: (laughs) That's great. You're well-connected. Apparently... um, So yeah, I and I read your, your chapter. It's fantastic. I, I, you just have such a way with words. God has just given you a tremendous um, ability to communicate, and all, all your books are amazing, as are well, your, your interviews. So Oh, well, praise the Lord.
1: Uh, you know, folks can tune in our website at uh, christinprophecy.org to watch our TV show, Christ in Prophecy, which now in its 21st season, and of course, like you said, we, we write a lot of books and contribute, and trajectory it was a wonderful opportunity by Terry James who's written I think 30 some books now and uh, he let uh, both me and Tim Moore who's on staff here as evangelists to contribute dr. David Reagan of course our founder uh, contributed to this book so three of our evangelists uh, have chapters in this book and I've been excited I've been waiting for it to come out for a while but because of the paper shortage I'm told it was pushed back from last Christmas till August and I knew it was coming out soon but I don't even have a copy yet, so that, that just is, <laughs> it still makes me
0: laugh that you got a copy before the authors did, that, that's great. <laughs> I've, I've actually had it for a few days, enough to, to read most most like uh, halfway through it now. and uh, I, I love the fact that you've got a summary at the end, because people are always coming up to me, I, I mean, every week through the week, I get Pastor, to what's going to happen next? When's the rapture going to happen? Um, you gave a really great summary. You explained a lot of what's going on, all the places and how it's fitting together. And you made the analogy, it's like having a, a puzzle. And we've only got about 75 uh, pieces of the puzzle together at this point. And, yeah. and Bible
1: prophecy is like that. I mean, people want to know the exact picture. And you know, until events unfold, we've only got, say, 75 of a 100-piece puzzle. I mean, we can see the outline of what it's going to look like. But there's still some parts that are missing. But certain things have been certainly popping into place. Uh, my chapter was on the Gog and Magog war, as told by Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine. It's a uh, amazing two chapters. there's, there's more about that end time battle than that's written about the Battle of Armageddon? And uh, many Bible prophecy teachers believe that's the next or one of the soon next prophetic events. I think the Rapture of the Church will happen before that, so that would be the the next prophetic event. But uh, yeah, we're seeing. In the news, almost every day, Russia, Iran, and Turkey becoming closer and closer together. We see Israel now has the hook that would draw the Gog, the leader of Russia down, and that's their oil reserves, which would compete with Russia's hegemony of the uh, oil and that goes into Europe. So yeah, we are absolutely seeing these prophecies begin to unfold. So of those 75 pieces, we're starting to get 76 and 77 all popping in there.
0: I, I would like to add to that that um, you and I are in, in total agreement here on the way this is going to play out. I would be um, exceptionally surprised if we were wrong after all these years of studying. But um, I believe you're right. I, I think that the rapture of the church is imminent. And once that's removed, the restrainer removed. And then all hell breaks loose. So um, this is where we why we want to get this message out so desperately because there's some of you watching that have not made your peace with the lord some of you are still sitting on the fence some of you are confused about what's going on and and you watch the mainstream news which is all propaganda at this point so you you can't get the truth from that and that should be clear to anybody at this point you've got stolen elections and you've got a bunch of um psychopathic globalists transhumanists you know, trying to destroy the world and, and take away. it mean, it's clear what their end game is. They, just, they want to destroy all humanity. Who would want to do that? What kingdom would do that? Kingdom of darkness, in case anybody doesn't um, understand here.
1: So we saw recently in the news, uh, the Georgia Guidestones get blown up, thank goodness. And basically they have the Ten Commandments of the One World Order on it. And the number one was... To get the world population below five hundred million people, well, we're just about to hit eight billion people. So, seven and a half billion people need to die to fit the globalist agenda, and uh, they're they're not secret about it anymore. The World Economic Forum under Klaus Schwab is very vocal now about what they intend to do, and that is to reduce the world population through uh, starvation, through pandemics, through wars. We read in the book of Revelation, how in just the first three and a half years, half the world population dies from war or the result of war, so uh, we know that that's the end goal is to reduce humanity down to under half a billion, and that that's scary when, you know, they're talking about we'll own nothing and be happy, well, we won't own our own freedom anymore, I mean, what, and we're seeing that all come together in the last few years since uh, you know, the COVID crisis, so yeah, Bible prophecy is quickly coming together. And like we said earlier, those puzzle pieces are being popped right
0: in, left and right. Well, you know, we're, we're on alternative platforms now because we've been banned off the, the main ones for telling the truth. So, um, when the job, the, I actually went all to investigate the Georgia Guidestones with Dr. Ale Mozuli many years ago. And uh, one thing I learned in research, sometimes you actually have to go on location to do research. You can't just do it from the computer. I was in a um getting prepared to do a television show when the guidestones um, came down. I was in a hotel with my band and couldn't resist writing a song about it that we live streamed. Yeah. Did you get to hear that? I don't uh, no, not that one yet. Yeah, Renee and I just um it was just a little song. I, I just we totally improvised it. Um actually I'll sing a little bit of it for a moment. It just went, it's just I don't know if it's a tune. It's just close enough. We went. The Georgia guidestones have fallen down, fallen down, fallen down, the Georgia guide stones have fallen down. Goodbye, Claudist. When have you ever seen to destroy a crime scene? It's so reminiscent of a 9-11 dream. <laughs> Hey, that's pretty good, <laughs> of course. Yeah, so you know, we were just we went live without really, you know, I just kind of like, hey, let's just sing that, you know, we're kind of making it up as we go. Which is in secular music, it's called that you know, improvising in the Christian world, we call that flowing in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, I like that, I like that. So, I mean, and that's, to me, it's something, you know, it's, they are so in the symbolism, the ones that are serving the king of darkness, not as a, I I don't know precisely how it came down, but it's very curious that normally they wouldn't come in and knock the rest of it down. It's like some guy with a hot hat and cigar. Okay, lads, take the rest of it down this afternoon. I mean, it was... What was going on with that? Was it a lightning strike? Was it the hand of God? Well, I mean, obviously the Lord is behind understanding everything to see if there's nothing that's going to surprise him.
1: I, yeah, it, I agree. I thought it was very strange that the city was so quick to knock it down. They said it was a, a risk if people were around it, it might fall on them. But, you know, usually crime scenes stay up a long time. They had a bulldozer out there. And, right.
0: Within an hour.
1: And it's like, I think the town wanted that thing gone a long time ago, but it's interesting when you go back to the history of it, as you researched that the founding group that was behind it, it was part of the UN. So, I mean, this was the UN announcing pretty much what their goals are for the future. And some of them sound good, you know, they basically be a good person is what a lot of them sound like. But really when it it talks about losing your your rights and freedoms for the good of the, the global society (laughs) we know how that will play out in the tribulation. That's a fascinating thing about the Bible is it tells us the future ahead of time. And we know that all this idea of this kumbaya, let's lock arms and be friends and reduce the world population and not eat meat and be green and all that is an end time religion. We read about the the mystery Babylon religion that dominates the first half of the seven year tribulation. And it's a one world ecumenical religion where a blending of all these different religions with an earth worship element involved in it which is destroyed by the antichrist and his false prophet sets up satan worship for the second three and a half years so it's just a stepping stool to or excuse me stepping stone to eventually uh, satan worship which is what the bible says is the end goal of satan for the tribulation
0: absolutely i and it was written in what um, 10 different languages or was it 12 different languages uh, i recall the, the the first numbers that you know reduce the population, keep it under 500 million. So right, 90% is gonna have to perish in the perspective. Instead have one universal language, which is AI. I mean, that's probably what that meant, right? It's, it's and, it, and it talked about fitness. I think the second thing they had, um, which is eugenicist. In fact, w- uh, it was a couple of lads, that, researchers that discovered the, the, the main guy that called himself R.C. Christian. Was actually a member of the Ku Klux Klan, the Illuminati, the Freemasons. He was a eugenicist, abortion doctor. I think from Louisiana. Um, they they went and talked to the banker. who was like 90 years old at this point, and he he mentioned it one time in, in the conversation that yeah, I still got some letters from him. You know, they used to send me a check. You know, with the 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 build the guidestones, and they they were like, can we just see it? We we won't touch it. We promise, right? So they. He opens the box in his barn with all the letters from all Christian, and I guess he didn't realize at 90 years old, the technology we have today, they just simply zoomed. The camcorder got the address off the envelope and then found out who he was. So yeah, the, all, all these secret societies, you know, the Bible says those things that are secret will be revealed on other uh, nefarious plans, uh, uh, ecclesiastic 811, because Sentences slow they think they're getting away with it i'm paraphrasing they're not going to get away with anything and and i i think this is going to happen to them too the, the globalist that's a uh, transhumanist they're going to fall down with the same agenda god is not going to let this thing stand for much longer no
1: no and you wonder if it wasn't destroyed on purpose to protect their agenda or against the agenda that's an interesting question it's i pulled it. up what the 10 commandments were it's a uh, Obviously, what we said, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, Uh, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Again, the abortion agenda, unite humanity humanity with a living new language, a one world language like we're back to the Tower of Babel, Uh, rule passion, faith and tradition and all things with tempered reason, which is another way of saying religion's got to go. It's causing all our problems. Let's get rid of it. Number five is protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts, uh, social justice background. Uh, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court, a blatant one world government. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. In other words, cut out politicians and diplomats and diplomacy. We don't need that middle management. We just need one government. Uh, personal, balance personal rights with social duties. In other words, uh, your freedoms don't matter anymore in light of uh, dealing with global warming or other such issues uh prize truth beauty and love seek harmony with the infinite so god isn't uh personified he's made a uh unitarian uh deist type character and be not a cancer on the earth leave room for nature in other words let's get back to eating bugs again or something like that so yes all of them fit within the globalist agenda which is wrapped like a in a blanket of uh, not only social justice, but also ecological justice, and we're hearing that everywhere.
0: Yeah, and you know, Bill Gates Foundation, um, which I'd like to refer to as the Gates Health Foundation, and uh, Klaus Schwab um, is World Economic, you know, crime syndicate. Um, they're censoring, you know, they're they're, they're censor anybody dissenting, anything dissenting, right? No dissenting voices, like what Marxists normally do. And he's, he's pushing, you know, you're going to eat locusts and insects. Well, they're not going to do that. In fact, I just saw a, a video clip someone sent me of a, a guy that was, you know, very wealthy, apparently. He flew a private uh, plane into London um, last year, maybe it was. He didn't have to wear a mask. He didn't have to have an injection, right? Because, oh, he's, he's the elite. So for them, it's a different story. And, and the rest of it's just this nonsense that they're trying to. To the trade on the rest of humanity, so I, I, I'm thinking there, there's going to be another. It's, this is again like the story of Esther, um, you know, the, and, and I think it's, uh, there's a reference in there that this would repeat. History does repeat itself throughout the scriptures, so I, I think we're looking at another new book trial at some point. I mean, there's going to be some people standing for crimes against humanity, and if you were a doctor, a nurse, and you were complacent and you went along with the agenda, knowing that you were doing the wrong thing, you're going to stand trial at some point, either here before the Lord God Almighty, mm-hmm. to repent now. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. You know, they they kind of roll
1: it out as this great deal where the elites, you know, they're the only ones smart enough to have all the power, and the rest of us aren't. You know, it, maybe because of the European, I mean, you're from Europe, uh Only my ancient ancestors are from Europe, so maybe you can help me out here. But it seems like what they're recommending is medieval feudalism, where you have lords who own everything and the rest of us are serfs on their property. So it's not really a a new idea, right? It's like we're just going back to medieval times again. Is that what I'm...
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's what the agenda is. And But it's even more intense now because now they want to microchip you. And then you won't even realize that you no longer have your own consciousness. Now they're going to control whoever's left. So you know, like five million is much easier to control than eight billion. Oh yeah, that uh,
1: what's that? Um, World Economic Forum. Yuval Hariri. He's like oh. a chip mangala. This guy. I mean, he wants to chip everybody with brain implants and control their emotions so they're willing. And I mean, how many? How? Where are these experiments being done? And uh, you know, they feel that this is a possibility where they can rewrite your genetic code and your DNA to be subservient. I mean, this is frightening,
0: frightening stuff they're proposing. It, it is. We, we know God's signature is on your DNA. Um, and here they're coming and, and they're writing over it, trying to erase God's signature and put their signature because now, you know, they have patents on you. Um, and, and, you know, of course, the CDC admitted, like, was it last week that the head director admitted they totally blotched the the last three years. Well, are they gonna gonna step down because they did a horrendous job and Mm -hmm. look at millions of people have been injured or died because of the mishandling of the whole affair. Um, Are they gonna give up their patents? Are they gonna stop having independent organizations uh, able to lobby and give them X amounts of money to influence their decisions? I mean, how corrupt can they get? I think they've lost all credibility at this point
1: well they don't have any kind of checks and balances that in, are enacted I mean it's I was listening to j p Sears he's not a Christian, but I think he's getting close and he had an interesting video about evil this past week, and uh, he made some really good points that that we're living in a time where it, evil is just obvious not only is it obvious but it's frightening because it seems like it's in control of everything right now, doesn't I mean, it seems to control government. We're moving really to a one-party system throughout the world, not beholden to its own country, but to a larger vision, a world economic forum vision. They, they seem known to own the media. They seem known to own education. They're taking over the school systems. They're taking over the militaries of most countries. And as a Christians, it's kind of alarming because you're looking around and seeing that this entire world system is becoming predominantly... Uh, mono it's it's one branch that r- rules the world and we know that's bible prophecy says it but i love J- what jp sears pointed out and again i don't think he's a christian but i think he's getting close as he says we got to remember that we have god on our side and that god is infinitely more powerful than anything this world has to throw at us and bible prophecy already told us how it's going to end jesus christ going to return in the clouds with us saints behind him And we're going to watch him just speak and evil will collapse. He will defeat the Antichrist and the false prophet and send Satan into a pit and institute his kingdom of peace and righteousness and justice for a thousand years. A true government of justice. Brother, I can't wait for that. So it's getting worse and worse. And on the surface, it can be kind of panicky. But when we know Bible prophecy, we know that good will always win because God is
0: infinitely more powerful than anything that's evil thrown against us. All throughout history, the Lord our God outmaneuvers everything the devil comes up with and he will continue to do. And, and you can't even compare them. I think people somehow got this misconception that Jesus and, and the devil are somehow equal. They're not evil at all. There's no comparison whatsoever. So, um, and I, I think another thing we um like to address with you is like, Rahab, I've had this question asked me like, um, if somebody, you know, is a, is a believer and, and doing what the Lord's asked you to do, um, James 1.22, right? You do with the word, not a hero only because you've deceived yourself. It would it be like Rahab that, that her and her whole entire household would be saved with the, you know, the, the red scarlet and all. What, what is your thoughts on that?
1: Are you asking if the as rapture as of the church will rapture as the as entire as family? As yeah. Um, well, I mean, but- the church is comprised of people who have accepted Jesus Christ as savior. So, uh, to be part of the rapture of the church, one would have to be saved. Uh, but then Jesus also brought up the age of accountability where we, uh, before as children, we are incapable of making a decision, an informed decision. So like you said, with Rahab's family, her faith protected her family. I believe a Christian parent's faith protects their child before the age of accountability, uh, We also, as a caveat to that question, get a lot of here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. Well, what about the unbelieving children? I mean, we've heard for many years that that when the rapture happens, every baby on the planet, every child will be raptured. Well, if you look at the flood during Noah's time, children died in the flood. I mean, they died and then they went to heaven or paradise at the time. Uh, But uh, So does that mean that unbelievers' children will be raptured? Probably not, but if they're before the age of accountability, Uh, They'll die and go to heaven naturally. But uh, we know as parents, uh, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you are like, as the Bible describes it, an umbrella of protection over your family. And your children, uh, young children, will be saved. The babies will be saved. And I believe that they will
0: participate in the rapture of the church. I think so, too. I agree. And I think that's very comforting to parents and grandparents to, to know that. Um, another tough question I think that we should address today is, uh, you know, if, if there's people in church that don't believe there's a rapture. I mean, it's it's amazing. To be, how could you read the Bible and study it and go to a church for years and years and not see the truth? And then they always bring up this thing of, oh, well, it's, it's this guy Darby, you know, in the 1800s. And, and well, they never, but they never bothered to find out much about Darby or you know, the early church father writings. And um, I suppose we'll have to really get into that in the next part of this interview, but since we've only got about less than 10 minutes to answer that. But um, as I recall, Darby was uh, from a prominent family in London. Um, he, he went to um, School of Westminster, Dublin Trinity College. Um, he became a priest. He got some revelation. <laughs> You know, um, Darby left the Church of Ireland in the early 1800s, like maybe 1827 comes to mind, that he wrote, and, and, and you know, I mean, he's looking, you I mean, look at what he said, uh, I mean, he's coming right out of the scriptures. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, I mean, in about 1830s, Darby made the pre-trib rapture view, um, he brought it back to the churches, really, you can go back to the early church, the uh, church fathers. Uh, We just had recently on Christ and Prophecy, Lee Brainerd, who's a Greek and Hebrew scholar, and he's been studying the writings of Ephraim of Syria, or Ephraim the Syrian. And uh, we also, we tried to get Dr. William Watson, who wrote a wonderful book called Dispensational and Before Darby. Unfortunately, he died of a heart problem just three weeks before he was supposed to be on our program, but excellent book. So many of these These guys who are experts in ancient languages have been going back, finding the documents that have been buried in in churches and museums for years and translating them and finding the the view of the rapture and especially the pre-tribulation view of the rapture. In other words, the rapture happens before the seven-year tribulation begins, was widely taught back in the early church years. We're talking about first, second, third century. But when Augustine finally came to power, he decided that well, the Bible should be interpreted spiritually and not literally. And his view of interpretation and spiritualizing the Bible became the predominant view of the Catholic Church and throughout the Middle Ages and all the way up into the Reformation. But once the Reformationists began to go back to a literal interpretation of the Bible, it took a little time, but they, they, they wrote and talked about it and realized that, yes, the pre rapture view was a staple view. When you read the Bible for its plain, literal meaning 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15, they all teach the rapture and they teach a pre-tribulation rapture. So this idea that, that it was created by Darby, and he got the idea from the ecstatic utterances of Mary MacDonald, who, when you read her utterance, has nothing to do with the pre-trib rapture. He just brought it to the forefront, what had already been in church history for 1,800
0: years. That's absolutely true. Um, As you're saying, that, I'm reminded that it seems most Christians throughout history Have approved the veneration of Mary and and like the Catholic Church and infant baptism and uh, institution of the state dictating church policies it doesn't make any of those things true it Hmm. doesn't it doesn't make any of those things right before the Lord of all creation and let's face it because there's loads of occultic and uh, pagan practices that infiltrated the church over the years either we simply believe the word of God or we don't and you know, as Christians, we're we're called to to understand this. And and you, as you said, I mean, some of the ancient writers, shepherds, um, um they're consistent with the pre-tribulation being caught up together in the air with Christ. It's right there in in Scripture. I mean, how much more plain could that be, right? Um well, a- they, they, the word rapture isn't in the Bible. Right, I uh, just have
1: to go to the First Thessalonians four seventeen, which is caught up or snatch up and. The original uh, Hebrew, it was harpazo, and in the Greek, uh, excuse me, in the Greek harpazo, and then Latin, it was translated rapio. So for 1100 years, the only Bible that people had was the Latin Vulgate, the people's language. And what was the word for caught up rapio? Well, it's transliterated into English rapture. So yeah, our English Bibles or English translations might say caught up or snatched up, but it's so much easier and saying the great catching up or the great snatching up just to say Rapture. Uh, rapture. Yeah, it's rapture. So it's there, just like Trinity is there. A Bible is there. The
0: words aren't there, but the concepts are. I'm glad you said Trinity, too, because it's clearly, you know, that's not in the Bible. And and yet, you know, the idea of the Trinities is clearly there. Yet we've got Isaac Newton, who taught there was no Trinity because he wasn't a true believer from all the evidence I've gathered over the years. Uh, He was brilliant, but that doesn't change the fact that he didn't teach the truth. So yeah. um, I and then we hear people using the you know the phrase the, the secret you guys are in the secret rapture, you know. Well that's clearly divisive, uh, derisive the term for people who say that I, I just did a conference recently and somebody walked up and it was like, I'm I'm you know, liked everything you said, but I just can't believe you're you're a pre tribber I'm going, oh, well, how could you not be? Literally, just read the scriptures for yourself let the Holy Spirit teach you all things you need to know. I mean, it, it's just so obvious. Um, so, uh, you know, we got a lot of a lot of teaching to do and, and try to get people on the neural path of holiness. I know we've only got a few minutes left in this segment, but um, why don't we close this part uh, uh, and, and uh, we'll go to part two, but why don't you pray for people right now um, as you feel led? Sure, sure. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your opportunity
1: to study your word, to, uh, I thank you for Pastor Casper and his team as they, uh, Lord, have this great passion for getting the gospel out while the time is short. Lord, uh, we want people to, to get that blessed hope, as Titus 2.13 tells us, that hope of the your soon return. And so we pray, Lord, um, it's our goal, our mission to proclaim your soon return to as many people as we can as quickly as we can while the time is short. Help us, Lord, to do that and help those minds to be open and understanding. Uh, put your Holy Spirit in them to to be discerning about what your word says uh, so they can have that blessed hope as well. We thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. We long for your return. Amen. Amen.
0: We will see everybody for part two. God bless.
2: We're a totally faith-based ministry and so please give and support spiritual encounters as you are led truly grace and radio have a lot in common grace is free to us but cost christ an untold price we may never fully understand this side of heaven radio is also free too It costs nothing to turn on your dial or stream audio, but it costs us a lot to stay on the air. Spiritual Encounters is almost entirely listener-supported, a privilege, but rare things in these days of big church radio corporations. We've carefully trimmed our budgets to all but wartime essentials, but operating costs are a fact of life. If you've been blessed through our program, here are some ways you can give back as the Holy Spirit leaves. Consider becoming an underwriter by contacting us or simply go to the upper room, fellowship.org, and scroll down on the main page to donate.